Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Scored a touchdown earlier on a direct snap. Now it's Michelle's turn running all the way. Gets to the edge. Tony Michelle will send the Dogs home to the championship game. Fifty-three and a half yard drive near hash. Kick right. Snap. Hold. Kick is away. It's reaching. And it is good. 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 Hot pot does it. All right. Hot pot. Botts with an up and out. Wide open. Touchdown. Israel two. What is up, guys? It is the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by betonline.ag. Uh, got another great episode lined up for you guys today. Georgia is the number, as we sit right now, Georgia is the number one team in the country. So we'll discuss that a little bit. We will recap uh, last week's matchups and, uh, and of course, uh, the upcoming game with Kentucky. Uh, college game day is going to to be there, but joining me to do so, uh, Israel is going to be joining me here in a little bit. He's in a coaches meeting uh, at Monroe area. The tornadoes are getting ready for a playoff push. Uh, they got Daugherty and Westover in their way, so they're going to try to uh, they're going to try to make a push to the postseason. So he is in a coaches meeting at this moment. He will join us later. But joining us right now is my main man from the Believe in Kentucky podcast. Is my man Vinny Hardy. Vinny, what's up, man? Man, Corey, I'm doing good, man. It's that time of year. Here we are uh, on each other's shows again, talking Kentucky, Georgia, man. This season's flying by, but we wouldn't have it any other way. How you doing? Man, I'm I'm great, man. I can't complain. But, uh, you know, what, what you and I talked about earlier this week was, you know, since we like to do this, uh, uh, you know, I guess cross promotion or getting on each other's shows and things like that. We figured it would be probably the best idea to kind of coincide it with who the home team is in the actual matchup. So since George is the home team this week, we welcome you onto, onto our set. Uh, and, uh, and we welcome you and, and your perspective and, and uh, everything like that. So in the next year, we'll jump on your platform and uh, we'll, we'll be the visitors and uh, you can, uh, you can be the home team next year. And we'll, we will coincide that with, uh, with, with Georgia's home home game. So I think that's, you know, that's going to be a fun thing to do. Um, that's going to be a fun way to, to, to get after it. And, and maybe even basketball season, I think Georgia's going to be actually pretty decent. So we, we might be able to get some good basketball shows going uh, during uh, when, when conference play cranks up there. So, but how's everything else been, man? Your, your show's awesome, man. I, I, I catch, I catch, the episodes when I can and and man I've, I've really enjoyed what what you guys are doing over there at believe in Kentucky man I appreciate it oh um, you know it's it's having fun with it just uh it's like you just just trying to keep it good each oh, and every yeah. week for the listeners <laughs> trying to get better each and every week you guys you talked about you know basketball and Tom Crean let me just be the first to say thank you all for severe Wheeler you know he you're, he beat yeah, us you're, you're last welcome. year. He beat us, and then he joined us. I mean, that that inbounds <laughs> play, he threw the pass, 
that led to the layup to beat us at the buzzer. And now he came on up to Lexington to, to help restore and rebuild us from the terrible season we had last year. So we, we appreciate Severe coming on up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we hate to lose him. Uh, we lost four guys in the transfer portal, so we, we got four new four new bodies. So that's going that's always an adventure. But uh, Vinny, we are presented by BetOnline.ag. It's uh, the number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. It's a new updated site interface. They have even more odds, props, and contests. And BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. So what you want to do is head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use that promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Personally, for me, Vinny, it's blackjack. I don't know if you're a casino guy, but uh, if, if you are, what's your favorite What's your favorite game or what would be your favorite game if you were? Um, I'm not a, I'm not a huge betting guy. If I were, maybe it would be blackjack. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to get ahead of us, but that's that spread. I, I know I saw what y'all did to Arkansas yeah. and I'm, I'm just like, man, they, uh, it's, it's, it's can tempting. Be, can y'all blackjack us this coming Saturday? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We we will we will dig further into that because you know Kentucky has continued to blow my mind. But um, so, but don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers if you do want to lay those points there. Uh, make sure you head on over to Bet Online. Um, Bet Online is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online. It's where the game starts. So uh, speaking of that, man, um, looking looking backwards to kind of get the whole full story of what Kentucky football has been this year, you welcome in new offensive coordinator Liam Cohen. You start out, start out of the gates against UL Monroe with a just a dominant performance, you know, something that Kentucky fans hadn't seen in a while, which is the forward pass. Uh, then, you, then you hit a bit of an ice patch um, where – it just seemed like y'all couldn't take care of the ball. Uh, it just seemed like, you know, the, the offense was really bogged down, couldn't find your identity, things like that. Uh, but then these last couple of weeks have been outstanding. Y- y'all have continued to win through all of those troubles and then just completely dismantling LSU. And I get it. LSU is not what they used to be, but it's still LSU. And at the end of the day, you're, you know, Kentucky is still at that level where they're they're still on the rise and they're still trying to make a name for themselves. LSU still right there at that name brand, even though they're eight and eight over their last sixteen games. It's still a huge, huge win uh, and, and made shockwaves through the conference, no matter where Kentucky is, no matter where LSU is at this point. So uh, that was exciting to see. And, and one of my favorite offensive linemen has been Darion Kendrick, not Darion Kendrick. That's uh, Darian Kennard. I don't know why I said Darian Kendrick. Um, I have a I have a Darian Kennard that plays football for me uh, at, at Hillwood. He's he's about five six, one hundred forty pounds, not even close to uh, your Darian Kennard. So, uh, but just talk about Kentucky and kind of their journey up until this game, uh, and, and kind of what you've seen that you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. What you've seen uh, coming up to this point. It was you. Know, People tried to kind of temper your expectations. You know, the excitement for the offense was there. Uh, everybody loved Eddie Grant. He was a great guy. But partially, he never had a, a true healthy QB1, which he couldn't control that. And he mm-hmm. 
kind of had to do stuff on the fly, you know, uh, Steven Johnson, Lynn Bowden to salvage some seasons. So the year when Drew Barker was there, he got hurt. That was probably his best chance. They threw it all over the yard against Southern Miss. But other than that, he never had a true healthy starting quarterback. So to me, he did the best he could with what he had. And then for a couple of years in a row, you're you're just dead last in the conference in passing. I think last year, 122 yards a game. That's just not going to get you balanced. You're going to be one-dimensional, kind of fighting with one arm tied behind your back every week. So they, they make a change with Lynn Cohen. And ULM was just – I mean, this we all have our cupcakes at the beginning of the season. They were really, really bad. You know, uh, Terry Bowden trying to turn them around. So it, it looked great. It was, oh, my goodness, you're passing 300 yards, you're running wild, hitting Wondell Robinson wide open. So everybody just automatically saw what this offense was capable of, even though you knew, being realistic, you, you got to take time to get it clicking when you're mm-hmm. playing better competition. So – after seeing the highs of that, then you go down to the lows with the, the struggles against Chattanooga. Um, the turnovers against Missouri, or that, that game wouldn't have been as close as it was. Yeah, that game was looking like a blowout for a while. Yeah, yeah. C-Rod is at the goal line. It's, it's going to be 28-7 to 7, you know, if he punches it in. <laughs> uh, momentum flips, and then you have a one-score game. Same thing in South Carolina. Fumbles. Uh, you come into the – Florida game, you know, minus nine in the turnover ratio, and you're still undefeated. So you've been playing with fire <laughs> as far as that goes all year long. And they finally kind of got that under control. Um, Levis had had some picks in all the games. A lot of, a lot of it had been accuracy issues, you know, hitting guys behind them, getting some tip balls that should have been caught, but he could have put it on them better. Uh, just a little bit off. You know how it is. You're often coordinated yeah. yourself. Oh, yeah. you know, just, a, just a little bit off. Just one little thing here. You know, you miss one, one block there. Uh, you know, the ball six inches behind you, things like that. Just, you know, frustrating, but, but very fixable too. Yeah. And so you get to um, Missouri, everybody just, just get to the Missouri game undefeated. You beat Missouri, beat South Carolina, get to Florida four and O, and then that's your, your meat portion of the schedule, Florida, mm-hmm. LSU, Georgia. Uh, some people say, well, if you go four and O, you lose those three, you can bounce back and still have a shot to run the table and go nine and three. Well, this is the best case scenario. You've you've six and zero, oh, got a shot for seven and zero oh if you can pull up set against Georgia. Lose to Georgia, you're six and one, and then you finish out the rest of the season. So it's I mean it's a legitimate shot at eleven and one. Yeah. Uh, if, if this game doesn't go in Kentucky's favor, you know it's it's very it's a very winnable schedule, and this is you know this Georgia team will put you to the test. So man, I'm I'm you know I, I was excited when you guys beat Florida, you know because I'm very much a and I know Kentucky fans probably uh, probably feel me on this one, but. Uh, you know, very much a Gator hater uh, as a Georgia guy. Um, as co-host of SEC After Dark, I can't be quite as, as bad of a Gator hater, but um, you know, I, you be a little I, partial I, for that. Yeah, I, I, have to, I have to temper that down a little bit, although it slips. Um, so, so yeah, it's heads off to you for still doing that, though, man. For yeah, for you know, on that podcast, and then you get yeah, your colors out here. Yeah, I have to throw my jabs in a little bit, but you know, when when I can when I can and when I can get on this one, you know, you see the floating bulldog head in the background there, our, our little PTI set we got going. So, um, 
but yeah, I mean, it just seemed like to, to me watching Kentucky, um, it just seemed like, you know, they were able to find a run game with C-Rod, which I love that nickname. Um, and they were able to play some defense and they were able to get through um, and, and give some people some trouble as they're finding their identity offensively. And then now they're starting to pop. And now things are starting to get really tricky with, you know, with Wandale Robinson. I mean, he's been, he's been electric since, since day one. Um, and it's going to get even better in my opinion, uh, as things get kind of settled as Will Levis gets a little bit more accurate, gets a little bit more comfortable with, with digesting the playbook, things like that. Um, he's going to get good protection with that offensive line. Um, so I, I really like kind of the direction of this Kentucky team, uh, but looking at Georgia and how they've gotten to this point, uh, defense has just been absolutely suffocating. Uh, it, you know, five and a half points per game given up, best in the country, number one in most defense categories. Uh, just have, have a front seven that that I as as long as I've been following Georgia football, which I think I've been following it since not about ninety four. I was about in fourth grade, so that's when I started kind of really understanding, you know, what good teams looked like and what not so good teams look like. Um, and then I went to school there in 02 and really became the, the fan that I am now. I, I was kind of just a general fan, probably followed Florida state more than any team growing up. My dad played there, but um, I went to Georgia and, you know, you can't go to a place like Georgia and not, not buy into the, to the culture there. And, and, and I did, and it, it was, you know, some of the best, best years of my life uh, there at university of Georgia. But since I've been following it, this is, this is the best defense I've ever seen personally. I mean, I'm sure there's been better defenses in the eighties, you know, the 1980 defense or the junkyard dogs of the mid to late eighties. And, you know, things like that, those defenses under Irk Russell, I'm, I'm sure we're, we're just as good statistically, but I mean, this defense is just nasty. You have Keely Ringo who hasn't yielded a catch at cornerback. Um, you have Nicobe Dean, who I think is one of the, I think he's, if not the best, one of the top linebackers in, in the SEC and in the country. He's a projected first rounder. Then you got the runaway industrial refrigerator in Jordan Davis, who's 6'6", 350, and runs faster than, than you or I could ever dream of. It's insane. Um, and, and just, you know, the backup guys, you know, the backup, Jalen Carter uh, will probably be a first rounder before it's all said and done. You had, you had a third stringer, get a sack last week on Bo Nix, Zion Logue, uh, Trevon Walker, uh, you know, Devontae Wyatt playing out there on the, on the four techniques. And you got Adam Anderson, Nolan Smith, those, those two guys, Ed rushing. I mean, you know, you just start naming names and all of a sudden it, 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 it turns into a who's who of defense and, and they've just been really, really stingy. And then offensively just been, you know, again, just figuring it out with our backup quarterback uh, for the, for the most part, we've been airing it out. Uh, cram it down people's throats. I mean, we've scored just about every way you could possibly score. And, you know, we've won games only throwing it 11 times. We've won games, you know, throwing it 35 times. I mean, it's it's either here nor there. It's pick your poison. So, and we've been doing it with duct tape and bubble gum with, with the wide receiver group. So, I, I, I can't really explain how this group is playing this well, given the circumstances, because they shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at this offense and you're down – you know, you've got a 60% Kyrus Jackson. You've got Dominic Blaylock out, George Pickens out, Arian Smith out, Marcus Rosemey Jackson 
out. That's five guys right there that played significantly last year. Jermaine Burton is not quite the same. Uh, yeah, my cousin Jermaine, he's not something, something's ailing him. So, I mean, your, your key contributors are a freshman tight end who runs a four, four, by the way. Uh, he was clocked at 21 miles an hour on one of his touchdown runs. You have Lad McConkey, who's a redshirt freshman, right? Um, and then you have I mean, that, th- those are two big key contributors. You have A.D. Mitchell, who's a true freshman, and you know Jalen Johnson, who's a walk-on, has gotten catches in, in in some action. And then you got some of the you know Kyrus does contribute a little bit, but he's still not 100 percent of what he was last year. So. It's duct tape and bubble gum, to be honest with you. So I can't really explain it, but I, I think some of it is just they they really in the offseason, they really kind of focused on team building, team bonding, stuff like that. I mean that stuff can that stuff can make a difference. Um and, and I think it I think a lot of that has. So, you know, from the outside looking in, you know, what have you noticed about Georgia? Oh the defense, like I mean, that's that's nationally known. It's, that's what everybody talks about, and it's been getting all the praise. And when I was on with you guys in the summer, y'all asked about a burning question, and I, I asked something about Kirby Smart or something like that. But I, I had a few more for y'all today. Well, and sure. I, I was going to go back to the defense okay. because, you know, you guys have been recruiting at an elite level for years. That's, you know, it's not like, yeah. you know, you went crazy high this particular year, you've been at an elite level for years. If you had to put it, put it in a pie chart or an, or an ingredients, what percentage of it is the recruiting for this defense to be what it is? What's this perfect storm? Is it scheme? Is it development? What has made all of this come together the way it has? If you had to break it down into a little bit of this, and a little bit of that, how would you, uh, you know, break it down as to what's caused this defense to be this good at this time. I would say about 65% of it is recruiting. You know, you can't have this many five stars and not be somewhat talented, somewhat good. 30, I would say about, I'd say about, let's see, at 65% recruiting. So of the remaining 35%, I'd say about 25% is development. Um, because the the you know when we recruit these guys these guys play like last year twenty five they rotated twenty five people got significant snaps on that defense last year last season um, and they've done that you know from day one he always plays his guys over there uh, defensively and then the other the rest of the percentage whatever's left is scheme I I think they do some things uh, scheme wise that gets them in good positions but I mean you know. They're not immune to having busted coverages, missed tackles, uh, technique, things like that. So I, I think scheme, they've put these some of these guys in some good situations. I, I think because of the recruiting and development that they've been able to be a little bit more aggressive scheme-wise uh, with pressures and, and a little bit more creative with coverages. Um, so if I had to do an ingredient, so this recruiting is probably the main ingredient. Because, you know, last year you had studs, you had guys. The year before you had guys. Some years in past years you've had more superstar dominant individual players in amongst all of these talented guys that you have. You know, your Roquan Smiths and guys like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Davis gets a lot of the pub just because of the size and the speed. But 
as crazy as it sounds, it's more kind of just a collective bunch of dudes that are good, but there's no dominant like uh, yeah, mega star, if you will, on this team. It's it's just I don't know. Yeah, and and that's and that's the development piece of it. That's the development and scheme pieces of it. You know, you, you get you get guys that you know you find those perfect types. Like you recruit those big, long, fast edge guys like Nolan Smith and Adam Anderson. You know, there's another guy, uh, Smell Munden who's a true freshman, he's gotten in a few games. He's somebody that's going to get some valuable experience. And and when uh, Smith and, and Anderson leave, he'll be one of the t- key contributors next year. Uh, the linebacking core is going to be young next year. They'll, they'll probably be a step back as far as dominance goes there. But N'Kobe Dean is somebody who slowly worked his way into a starting spot. Uh, Christopher Smith really kind of got thrown into the fire at the free safety position last year in place of Richard LeCount when LeCount went down with injury. Um, you know, Keely Ringo comes in uh, and just works on the scout team um, as he's nursing his shoulder. You know, he had a he had a horrific shoulder injury his senior year of high school. He comes in early and rolls, goes through uh, Dr. Ron Corson's program, uh, and, and just competes on the scout team. You know, when he finally got medically cleared, and and just kind of worked on his individual skills, hasn't yielded a pass yet, yielded a completion yet. Uh, the only yards that have been made on him were on pass interference penalties against Clemson. Um, you know, guys like, uh, you know, Quay Walker, he, he's been a, he's been a backup, but he's gotten significant reps behind some of these other guys. Um, and, and they've seen some of the development that Roquan Smith guys like Roquan Smith had, or, you know, Davin Bellamy or, you know, Lorenzo Carter, some of those guys that are making some noise in the NFL. I mean, Roquan Smith is what he is. So um, it, it's just, it's just, you know, next man up, next man up, next man up, you know, these guys play, and then they get better. They see this live action. And then of course, practices are, you know, I I've heard the practices are really intense, uh, especially in training camp, especially in spring. The competition is just crazy. You know, team periods are about as full bore as they go. It's probably not true at other places, but you see teams that, that really compete well. Like you just look at the top of the rankings, you know, you, you probably go to a Kentucky practice, you know, Stoops is getting after it, right? Uh, you probably, you go to Georgia practice, you know, Kirby's getting after it, go to Bama, you know, Saban's getting after it, go to LSU. I don't know what they're doing over there, but <laughs> they're all, they're all figured out how to get out of practice, right? Oh, my shoulder hurts. Oh, you know, something like that, you know, uh, just look at their injury list. And it's like the who's who of college football is on the injury list. Mm-hmm. And some of them are legit. I, I'll be honest, but some of them are like, they got sprained ankle, but eh, do I really want to come back? No, probably not. Big so, gay. I mean, since we played them, it's just more and more guys to, you know, yeah. they lost Boutte during the game, which that was legit. Yeah. But then Gay yeah. and Rig and all these other names have come out. Like, They're just like, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I got to congratulate you. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll jump right into this preview now. Um, we'll, we'll jump right into the, this week's game. But uh, I'll, I'll give you guys credit, man. I'll applaud you. You, you drove the final nail in the Ed Orgeron uh, professional coffin. Um, at LSU. So I, I think, I think it's the beginning of the end there. And I think he's just going to play out the string uh, unless they get embarrassed this week against Florida and they might just go ahead and fire him. But yeah. uh, so I, I give you credit on that, but you know, when, when you look at this matchup, college game day is going to be there. So, you know, the atmosphere is going to be insane. This is the, this is the third time that college game day has been at a Georgia game. Obviously the first one was the neutral site, uh, but this will be the second time in three weeks they've been in Athens. Um, 
you know, with nation too, both of that's, them. Yeah, all she <laughs> might as well get. Uh, I don't know what other shows are out there. But let's let's go ahead and get the big noon kickoff to come down uh, from Fox. Uh, what else? Who, who else? Uh, the ACC Network. Let's go ahead and get them down here. Why? Just because you know they don't. You know, maybe we can convince them that this is actually Georgia Tech, and they can stop by and then you know get Coach Rick down there. Um, so. I, I think it's uh, you know the atmosphere is going to be insane. Uh, it's a two third, well, it's a three thirty uh, kick, and so you know the, the fans are going to be a little extra juiced. Uh, they were juiced for a, for a noon kick, uh, much less a uh, a three thirty kick. So, um, but joining us now, I see him. He has he has arrived. Uh, the the, uh, the coach himself, uh, Mister Tornado, making a playoff push but he's also going to make a push into our show. We welcome Israel Troop. Israel, what's up, dude? What's going on, guys? Sorry I'm late, but you know, duty calls. So I had to put in a little work tonight. Well, you know the storm is coming, right? So um, That's right. You, know, you, you got to let Daughtery and, and Westover know the storm's coming. So Believe it. So we uh, we're you know we, we just started talking about this week's matchup. We kind of just recapped things like that. What what our what our uh, thirty thousand foot view of Kentucky is, and he gave us the the same. Uh, Vinny, I'm gonna let you ask Israel the same question you just asked me. I want to see if Israel says the same thing. Yeah, man, what's up, it? Oh, <laughs> what's going on, Vinny? Not much, man. Just just that you know, crazy set time for us to be doing this again. How fast the, the year <laughs> went by. Um, I was talking with Corey because you guys have been recruiting at a high level forever. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like there's been some big spike in recruiting. It's been consistently high. So I just wanted to know, with this defense Georgia has this year, it's, it's getting all the pub, you know, nationally. Everybody's been talking about it all season. They've been choking about everybody they've played, uh, shutouts and, you know, averaging five points a game against them. If you had to just break it down, into like a pie, a percentage of this, percentage of that, what would you say would be the ingredients of this defense being so good? Is it recruiting? Is it scheme? Is it development? What would you, how would you break it down as to how it's all come together so great for them this year, the way they're just just smothering offenses like this? Man, I think it's just an all-around effort. Um, for one, like you said, our recruiting has been great. So um, it, all, it goes, number one, to development. You know, you can have five stars running out of the field all day. But how are you developing them? You know, how, how are you getting what you want out of them every day? You know, when they come in, they're five stars, so everybody's expecting the most out of them anyway. But how do you get them to gel and adjust to the college life? You know, they're, they're a big fish in a small pond uh, when they're in high school. You know, they're number one five-star guys coming out. But now they're a big fish in an ocean of other big fishes, you know, whenever they get to college. So how do you get them to compete? You know, they're the best of the best of where they come from. How do you get them to compete against guys, you know, that have the same skill level as them, you know, same ability. So it's all about development. You know, how do you develop this five-star into a top-notch, you know, draft pick, uh, top-notch college player, you know, when they get to Georgia? You know, the next thing is scheme. You know, our defensive staff does a great job putting these guys in uh, great situations. You know, Adam Anderson, who's playing defensive end. All right, now you move him to outside linebacker to the star position. Now he's getting more looks. Now you're getting mismatches with him. You know, now you're getting him on the edge, things like that. You know, um, they're putting guys 
in places where they can succeed. Um, you know, there's no point in putting, I, I use him as an example, Anderson down in a four in a three point stance going against a 320 pound lineman. Well, you can say he can beat him with speed, but eventually <laughs> that lineman's going to wear on him a little bit and they're going to start running right at him. You know, so now you put him at an outside linebacker, um, in like this start position where he can cover. Now you can bring him from all sorts of places. You can bring him from the outside. Um, you can do, uh, twists and anything with him because why? He's still a glorified lineman, but in a linebacker body, you know. So, you know, it just it just depends on, you know, what you're looking at. I think for the most part, it just comes with development and scheme for me. Um, Kirby Smart and that defense staff are developing these kids to fit the scheme that they want them to do. Um, we want to be able to use our linemen, you know, to go to work up front and free up our linebackers. Why? Because you can watch it Saturday. N'Kobe Dean is out covering a running back. Gets a pick. You know, he got he almost got him the first time, but he dropped it. The second time he got him and he picked it. You know, so it's freeing up a lot of our guys. So I mean, development and scheme, I think our guys are doing a great job putting these guys in the best situation to succeed. And you can see, I mean, you're giving up five point five points a game. You know, when's the last time George may ever do that? And still, you know, have shutouts and our offense is putting up points the way that they're doing. I mean, it's all about development and scheme to me. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Vinny Hardy joins us here on the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast. Uh, it is a home game for Georgia, so it is a uh, it is a home game for uh, you and I, Israel. But uh, if you want to follow us on social media, right on down below us, it's scrolling. Uh, if you want to follow Vinny, Vinny, uh, at Vinny Hardy on Twitter and at Believe in Kentucky uh, as well. You can follow his show. Uh, you can find him on YouTube on the Believe channel. Um, so that's, uh, that's exciting stuff. So, so Vinny, um, when you look at this, when you look at this, uh, the matchup of, uh, Kentucky's offense versus Georgia defense, you know, uh, what, you know, to you, what, you know, what matchups do you see could be a problem for Georgia? What, uh, you know, what holes do you see based on what you've seen, uh, from previous weeks? Uh, like how would you attack this Georgia defense? It's, it's not a lot of a lot of weaknesses like everybody's been talking about, like you guys have seen play in and play out. Um, Kentucky has a really good offensive line and have had one for several years. You know, Kirby Smart said it in his press conference uh, the other day. This is the most physical team we play year in and year out. Um, do you? try to sustain drives against this defense. That's that's not really worked. Kentucky has now revamped the offense like we talked about. You, you bring in Liam Cohen uh, from the Rams, the offensive coordinator. Will Levis transfers in from Penn State at quarterback. Wondell Robinson transfers back home to Kentucky from Nebraska uh, as a, a home run hitter at the wide receiver position, leading the conference in receiving you have some ability to maybe get some some big plays to hit some shots and, and get some explosives. Uh, you just got to – if you get that chance, you got to execute because you know you, you nobody's sustained anything. <laughs> nobody's went 12 plays, 86 yards on Georgia this year. So mm-hmm. um, you got Chris Rodriguez from Georgia coming back, you know, leading the conference in rushing behind that offensive line. <laughs> 
maybe you can kind of get something going in the running game to keep some 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 drives going to convert some third downs. Um, maybe you get Jordan Davis moved enough every now and then to to get to get some yards in the run game. You got to kind of be balanced. You can't just get crazy trying to take shots, even though you have Wondell out there and you want to force feed him the ball and get him a lot of touches. You can't. I don't think. You might want to take a chat. Well, let's 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 we got the best offensive line. Let's prove that we can run on Georgia. Do you want to keep banging your head against the wall till it's too late and you're like, oh well, maybe it ain't working. So it's it's a real kind of fine line, and it'll be interesting to see how they they try to approach it. Uh, got some decent tight ends. Maybe you can get something going that way in the in the intermediate passing game. Um, it's you got to see what works, and it's going to be a rock fight. It's going to be one of them old school kind of knockdown dragouts. Oh yeah, uh, both teams want to run the ball. I'm I'm a little bit worried about y'all running because McCall, who not quite as big as Jordan Davis, is out. Lost him in the Florida game. Octavius Oxendine went out last week against LSU. So Georgia was wanting to run down the hill anyway, and now Kentucky's got a couple D linemen out. So, um. You gotta, you got you gotta try to take some shots in one deal for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Ali, and number two receiver, is out, so we gotta see who's stepping up over there. Because you've mentioned all the wide receivers you got out, that's still a position of weakness that Kentucky hasn't quite built up uh, as strong as they have the other positions. So yeah. Um, your best corner is going to be following Wandale anyway. The dude that hadn't given up any catches, he's going to yeah, <laughs> he's going to uh, take Keely, Wandale. Keely Ringo. Yeah. Yes, and then we got to so, see if some other guys can kind of step up and find a, a favorable matchup. Yeah, Israel, uh, Georgia's offense versus Kentucky's defense. I mean, obviously with Kentucky, for me, you know, you still got to try to run the ball in there. You still got to try to get something because eventually you will find a couple creases and you will find something that you can that you can hit and, and maybe try to go tempo. But for Georgia's offense, you know, with some defense, with some key defensive lines out that Vinny just said, um, what you know is running the ball, you know, 35 times, 40 times. Uh, is that the way to go this week? Are we going to take some shots or, you know, how, how do you, how do you attack knowing the injuries that they have and, and just kind of what problems that Kentucky's defense can present for, for Georgia? I think right now you kind of follow the same plan we had against Auburn last week uh, with a couple of key guys um, that they have out on the defense line. I think you, you run the football. Mm-hmm. You run the football and you set up the pass. What we did a good job of last week was balance. And we all know Mike Leach's balance and, you know, our offensive coordinator's balance is <laughs> yeah. totally different, yeah. you know. But uh, oh, yeah. I think I think Georgia did a great job of mixing run and pass last week. They ran it when they wanted to and they passed it when they wanted to. Um, I think that's how you set the tone against Kentucky because we all know game day, 3.30 kickoff, CBS primetime game, it's going to be live and it's going to be in effect on Saturday. So what you have to do is you have to take Kentucky out of it from the jump, whether that's a deep ball down the field, whether that's a big run, you have to take Kentucky out of it. Because one thing I do know about Kentucky, if there's one team that can beat you, it's going to be them. I feel like Kentucky this year, um, after watching them, they're a scrappy team. They finally have an offensive coordinator. They finally have a quarterback that can move the football. Their offensive line is this is going to be the most physical offensive line we've played all year. They're experienced, they're a veteran group, and they play hard and they play physical. So we're going to have to get after it this week. Um, We're going to have to sustain drives. We're going to have to keep our defense off the field. Um, I just saw we lost Smith uh, to an ACL injury. Um, So, you know, 
we're going to have to do a lot of things to help keep our defense off the field. What that means is sustaining drives, whether it's um, JT, whether it's Stetson Bennett, we're going to have to complete balls when we need to. We're going to have to stay out of third and long. Kentucky does do a good job on third down situations. I've watched them against Florida. I've watched them against LSU. Third down and long, seven, you know, that six to seven range, they do a really good job of getting to the quarterback and they get a really good job keeping everything in front to where it forces you into a fourth down situation to make you think about it or you're going to punt it. So we have to stay in third and short and we're just going to have, we're going to have to out physical them. Coach Stoops is a defensive minded guy. So, you know, they're going to come in. They're going to want to bring that thumb. It's in Athens. They have a point to prove. It's the first time they've been ranked in a long time. Like I said, game day is going to be there. It's going to be a packed house. They're going to be looking to prove a point. They're going to prove, they're going to try to prove they're not just basketball school. Their football is back. And I think for, and rightfully so, because they've been playing some really good football. And regardless of who they beat or what time it is, they beat a really good LSU team who are still really good on defense. And they just beat a really good Florida team as well coming yeah. into this game. Absolutely, Israel. I mean, you you know, you look at it, even if this game, like like I was telling Vinny, even if this game does not go in Kentucky's favor, uh, which judging by the spread, it, you know, that's, you know, for it to go in their favor is going to take a lot. But um, I think they I think they still have a legitimate shot going 11 and one. Um you know they're six and zero at this point. They'll be six, you know, six and one after this game, uh, if they don't win. I mean, I think an eleven one Kentucky team stoops his coach of the year uh, for yeah. sure. Um, that I mean, I, I would give him, I would give him a solid look at that. And and uh, but you know, I, I really like what this Kentucky team does. I mean, if we can learn something from Bama a week ago, it's not to take any opponent for granted. I mean, you know, Kentucky's built very much like Texas A and M, except they play to their potential. For the most part, I mean, obviously, you know, you had some turnover, turnover woes uh, at the beginning of the season, but I mean, they're physical. They can run the ball. Chris Rodriguez can run the ball. Um, that, that's that's y'all's Isaiah Spiller. You, you have a quarterback that can that can deal it. You know, if, if if he can be a little bit more accurate, he's really really dangerous. Will Levis, and he can run a little bit too. I saw him bouncing off people last week. So I mean, he he, he can tuck it and go. I mean, he's not, you know. It's not Bo Nix back there where if 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 somebody if he sees an opposite color helmet, he's going to just start scrambling around, even if they're not even within two yards of him. Uh, he's going to start scrambling around. That's not what Will Levis does. So this team is very, very buttoned up. This team is very physical. This team is very, very hungry. So if Georgia thinks they can waltz out there and and just and, and Kentucky will just lay down, you know, because they're the number one team in the country. They better be on high alert here, and 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 it's a it's it's a big atmosphere. So I, I'm not worried that Georgia's not going to be alert, but you know you never know. This is it's the SEC. It's college football. Crazier things have happened. So uh, this is going to be this is going to be a fun contest. But if I if I'm Georgia, pound the rock. You've you've got some running backs. You've got Zamir. You got Cook. You got Milton. And and if McIntosh is healthy, you got him too. Uh, Dywan Edwards. You, you've got some. You've got some horses in the shed that can uh, that can pound it. You've got two great tight ends now with uh, with Darnell Washington coming back. Um, he looks like an he looks like he uh, came straight out of State Farm Arena uh, from the Hawks game and and put on a uniform. Uh, you got Brock Bowers who has just shocked everybody. 
um, four-star kid out of Napa, California, did not think he was going to make this big of an impact this early. Um, but you got him running around. You got Lad McConkey, who I guess he's the, the the next Wes Welker, Hunter Renfro type uh, type slot receiver, just very unassuming. You look at him and you're just like, wait, what did this what did this guy do? Like yeah, that kid like, can ball now. That, that kid kid's balling. He is a baller. So, um, you know, to, to say that this game is going to be star-studded is 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 an understatement, man. This is going to be a fun matchup. And, you know, Wandell Robinson is somebody that that I really have enjoyed watching playing. And I'm sure he's glad he left uh, left Nebraska to come come to the SEC because he's getting he's getting much, much better football. So <laughs> Um, you know, Scott, him between the tackles, they weren't yeah. using him right, so he, he came so, back so home. What the like Scott Frost, like, what the hell, man? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? So, uh, special teams is going to be important. Um, that you know, as always, you know, the you know, big plays in special teams are, are huge momentum uh boosters. I mean, the 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 block punt that Georgia had against Arkansas uh two weeks ago that kind of really made that game from being a win to a blowout. So, you know, that's, that's one thing for me, you've got to, you've got to protect against. Josh Pascoe blocked the field goal that won the Florida game for Kentucky. Exactly. Like, like big special teams plays, like Mm -hmm. your protections have got to be, have got to be rock solid. So Israel, anything else that stands out to you about this game? I mean, you know, is is there any matchups that you're interested in seeing? Is there any key players that you're wondering about or any, any key pieces from Kentucky that you're wondering about while we got I was just about to ask Benny. So Benny, let me ask you this, but the, the buzz around Kentucky right now, you know, it's not basketball season. Yeah, people are actually talking about football. What do you think Kentucky's mindset is going into this game there? You know, it's, it's, it's a big stage for them, number one team in the nation. You know, this is the first time that they've actually been a contender to actually, you know, do some things, you know, on the football field. You know, so how how's the, how is it, you know, over there and how, how is it going over there? How, do you think that, the stage might be too big for them. Or do you think they'll be okay going into this game? Um, I'm, I think they'll be okay. I'm not just saying that because I'm, I'm, you know, Kentucky fan, do a Kentucky podcast. Georgia, as we know, y'all are number one in defense across the board and by a lot. In between you, I think Alabama's second, but they're hundred some yards behind you in total yards. But Kentucky's third in the conference mm-hmm. you know, defensively. So that's arguably the best defense that Georgia's going to face this season up to this point. Um, Mm -hmm. And you mentioned basketball. It's crazy. Big Blue Madness is tomorrow at Rupp Arena. And it is, this is the least talked about Big Blue Madness ever, (laughs) ever. Usually it's like, like, okay, uh, Big Blue Madness. Okay, here we go. All right, cool. Let's go. You know, yeah, it's it's sold out and all, but nobody's talking about it. Daryl Bird, who runs the Cats Paul, was on my Cats Talk Wednesday podcast the other day, and he's he's covered Kentucky for 40 years. So is this the quietest lead up to a big blue madness ever? He said, Yeah, it's not even close. Because everybody talked about Kentucky, six and zero, and and everybody's looking forward to this game against Georgia. Another reason why I say Kentucky won't be maybe so overwhelmed is because this is the second time, and this is crazy from us as Kentucky fans. This is the second time in four years that we played Georgia for first place in the East. Y'all came in Lexington in 2018 and jumped on Kentucky, hit them in the mouth, got up 28 to three, one. That was a DeAndre 17. Swift. 
that was a DeAndre yeah, Swift yeah. party there. Yeah, it was it was over, and and you know y'all kind of popped the balloon real quick. But there's still some guys, DeAndre Square, and some other guys who were on the team playing Georgia for a shot at the East. So it was more of a hey, we're happy to be here back then. <laughs> Now it's more of a hey, we we know we should be here. We we've been doing this for a while ourselves. Now Georgia, you guys are are better and improved, but Kentucky is as well. And it is on the road, and it's going to be hostile. It's going to be crazy, but they're not going to be just in awe and and you know crapping their pants. You know, even if you know Georgia does win, it's it's not going to be the same. Whoa, we're just happy to be here. It's we deserve to be here. Let's go. So it's there that's is a difference from that standpoint. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's what I love to hear right there. Cause I, I watched Kentucky play. I love to watch them play. I mean, they've been playing some really good. Well, what's the difference is, you know, the defense has always played hard at Kentucky, but the offense has kind of been sputtering. But they're really playing some inspired football to where they're playing for each other now. Mm-hmm. You know, offense is playing to sustain drives for the defense. Defense is playing to get the ball back to the offense. So, y'all, they're, they're both both sides are working together, and you add special teams into that. Kentucky can be a very dangerous team. And I tell this to one of our coaches today, I'm not going to sleep past Kentucky because if there's, like I always said, between Vandy and Kentucky, those are two teams that seem to always, at some point, you know, obviously not this year with Vandy, but right. <laughs> they always find a way to beat Georgia when Georgia's the better team. So this is no different. Game day. I remember that Zach Cunningham game, man, when they were at Athens, I think. And I just yes. couldn't say, whoa, I can't believe Andy's pulling his upset off. So, yeah, exactly. I didn't mean to bring that bad memory up, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, I, <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's uh, yeah, I remember that one. That's that was brutal. So um, it, it's about that time in our show. Are you ready to make some picks, Vinny? Yeah. Yes. Let's 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 do it. <laughs> what we got see, today. You seem excited. <laughs> 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 well, <laughs> but he's like, yeah, I, I guess so. I guess. <laughs> let's see. If you either, pull my arm, I mean, I guess. It is. <laughs> I mean, shoot, twist my arm, man. Jeez. Okay, we can make some picks. Jeez, at least. Man, what's what's going on here? We're all all right. laid back. I was too laid back. That's my fault, man. That's it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so, la- so last week to recap, Israel, uh, we, uh, you and I both hit on the UGA game. Obviously, Dan did not. Uh, Ole Miss, we. We did not get that one. Arkansas did cover that. Um, Florida, Florida, uh, Dan got Florida. We both picked Vandy. Shame on us. Uh, Tennessee, Israel, you and I won that one. Uh, we all we all swept it on Kentucky. We all uh, we all took the L on Bama. Uh, we took the L on Texas, and uh, we all took the L on Penn State. Texas back. <laughs> Dude, all those bad. games we could have won every last one of them. I know. Penn <laughs> State was up by one. fourteen. Mm-hmm. Fourteen, and a quarterback goes down. They pp down their leg. It was terrible. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I watched that game. I was like, "Oh no, our picks are going." And then that Texas game, man, they jumped out. Oh my so, god! They didn't even tackle. 
He could. No, he should have done. What in, the, what in the hell? And Oklahoma looked like a completely different team with Caleb Williams. It's funny what what happens when you have a quarterback that actually cares about the team. Talk about quarterback controversy. You know, I saw Jay Boy, and I'm gonna say this: we're gonna get you our picks. But I saw Jay Boy. Um, he was talking about Georgia, about Stetson and JT. We all know it's JT's team. Bulldog Nation, we all know it's JT's team. But yeah. when you got somebody like Stetson Benton that can come in and you not skip a beat, that's what you want. There is no controversy. These boys yeah. are going out and balling. So let it go, guys. Let it go. Yeah. There, there, there is no controversy when it, when, it's, when JT's when JT's healthy, which will likely be the Florida game. We're 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 good. So, um, and we'll have a much needed break to get some of our guys healthy. So let's start it off. Let's kick it off. All right, we're gonna kick it off. Texas A and M travels to Mizzou, eight and a half point favorites on the road. Uh, I'll start with our guest, Vinny. How do you see this one? Do you like Texas A&M minus eight and a half, or are you taking the points in Mizzou? I'm, I'm going to go with Texas A&M by eight and a half. Now, they just beat Alabama, and they, they might not focus and, 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 you know, hard to get them back. But Missouri has been Swiss cheese all season. I mean, we saw what Tennessee did to them. We saw North Texas hanging 35 on them. You know, I feel bad for Steve Wilk coming from the NFL, but he, he hasn't really done anything with that defense. So I'm Texas A&M. Is, this ain't North Texas. This is Texas A&M now. So I, I'm going to go with Texas A&M. All right, Israel. I'm taking Texas A&M and Spiller runs for about 150 against Missouri. Yeah, I'm I'm taking A and M too. I, I think Calzada's gonna gonna light him up, and I think Spiller's gonna have a huge, huge game. So I'm I'm gonna take the Aggies. This is a, feels like an easy cover for me. So um, we go down to um, Ed Orgeron's farewell party. Uh, Florida comes in to to Baton Rouge, eleven point favorites. I'm not sure where that line currently sits, but I think it's still at eleven. Uh, Vinny. I know it's the Death Valley and all, but uh, I'm going to go with Florida on the road because we just, where is LSU at? How many guys have tapped out for real? And even if guys are suiting up, how many have already tapped out? Uh, so it's, it's it's a mess down there, and I'm, I'm going to go with Florida. Israel? I think Florida can score 14 points, and LSU's offense is terrible. So I'm going Florida with this one. Yeah, I, I think LSU is. I think that train has reached its final stop with LSU. They, they've they've quit on him. So, and I, I think it's I think it's a wrap for it for for Coach O. I think Florida comes in and just I think they I think they embarrass him personally. And I think O is fired on Monday. Uh, Auburn travels to Fayetteville, uh, Arkansas's four and a half point favorites at home against the Tigers. Not a huge spread. Uh, so it's almost it, it's almost a pick 'em, Vinny, uh, Auburn. Do you like them as underdogs, or are you uh, woo pig on this one? I'm woo pig on this one, even though they've you know blown out Alabama, lost a heartbreaker at Ole Miss. They're back at home, and you know Auburn is you know, got lots of weaknesses too. You, you don't know what next you're gonna get. Um, I think, you know, KJ Jefferson is just going to keep doing what he did last week, pick up where he left off. And uh, Auburn, I don't think, has the firepower or the receivers, Israel, you know about that, to be able to to hang with Arkansas, especially in Fayetteville. All right, Israel. 
in the Walmart Dome of taking the uh, Arkansas Razorbacks in this one. All right. And I think that's going to be a clean sweep uh, for us. I just can't, you know, with the way Arkansas has been playing with the way they played last week against Ole Miss, albeit they're mirror images of each other scheme wise. So I, you know, it's not surprising that either that that game was either going to be 10 to three or what it was 52 to 51. Um, so I, I'm going to take Arkansas. KJ Jefferson's just maturing each and every week. So I, I, I like the hogs in this. Lane Kiffin was over there praying at the end. Oh, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> please make a tackle. Please make a please, tackle. Please, please, please deflect this. Please, please, please. please. <laughs> All right, here's here's a fun one. Uh, Vandy travels to Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, they are 18 point underdogs, which is baffling as, as, as tough of a season as South Carolina is having and as hard of a time as they're having scoring. They're 18 point favorites. What does that say about Vandy? Are you Vinny, are you buying Vandy with this 18 point spread? Oh man. It's crazy how this might be the hardest point. <laughs> oh they'll they'll lose by 14 to 15. I, yeah. So I'll I'll take Vandy. I mean, it's South Carolina just – they can't score. They can't – they have no offense over there. Um, I, I'll, yeah, I'll go Vandy. All right, Israel. This is the most evenly matched two teams I've ever seen in the SEC before. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> so, I'm going to make it so bad. I'm going to take Vandy. I'm taking Vandy. Vandy has a good enough defense to hold South Carolina. Yeah. South Carolina hadn't showed anything against Tennessee, against us, obviously against us, but they haven't shown anything. I'm just going back to the Eastern Carolina game. So, and I know Vandy's better than Eastern Carolina. But and this is a benefit team. team got whooped by ETSU at home. They took UConn to the wire, which UConn yeah. might be the worst FBS program. Uh, in the in the whole thing this this year, and before um, UConn's quarterback got hurt, they were looking pretty good. So it was it was very video game like. I watched that game. Well, well, I told myself I wasn't going. I was never going to take Vandy again. I'm going to hold true to that this week. I'm going to make I'm going to make South Carolina burn me. I'm taking the Gamecocks here. I think they win by 28 points. I think they're going to kill them. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly. All right. Uh, Alabama uh, looking their wounds after a loss at Texas A&M go back on the road this week to the land of the cowbell. They take on uh, the the fighting leeches. Uh, They're 17 and a half point favorites on the road. Vinny, does Bama win and cover? Yeah, as, even as good as Will Rogers has, has been looking there, you know, Alabama got punched in the mouth and they're refocused and recalibrated now, and they're going to take it out on poor old Mike Leach over there. Israel? And a a one-loss Alabama team is more dangerous than an undefeated Alabama team. So, Mississippi State, I'm sorry for you, but you're off to yeah. take a whooping on Saturday. Yeah, just coming off a loss, man. It's, I, I can't – it's it's a tempting spread, but I can't do it. Mississippi State's going to get walloped here. Uh, all right. Uh, there it's uh I think it's I think it's the first sellout at Tennessee in a while, at least in a year and a half. Uh, at the very, very earliest. Um 
They take on Ole Miss, who comes in at two and a half point favorite. So basically a pick 'em. Um, it's a it's a really tiny spread for a team that at the beginning of the year was supposed to finish uh, and compete with Vandy for or DFL. And I'll let you guys figure out uh, what DFL means. Um, so Ole Miss comes in high powered offense. Vinny, what do you see? Full disclosure, I feel the same way about Tennessee as you do about Florida. So mm-hmm. that my my perspective always skewed when it comes to the Vols. This it's got shootout written all that's, over it. That's why you're a great American, Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> Lane Kiffin is coming back to Knoxville, so that there's that storyline. Um, They're checkerboarding out. Matt, yeah, Matt Corral is is locked in and on a mission. Hooker's done better than I thought. Because, uh, you know, coming over Virginia Tech. But uh, at the end of the day, it might be a replay of, of Ole Miss Arkansas, but I, I think Lane's going to find a way to, to walk out of kneeling with that W, and, and they're going to win by three or more. I'm going to take Ole Miss. All right, Israel. I agree with everything that Vinny just said, except Tennessee is going to win. Because their defense can actually stop people. Yeah. They have a better defense than what they saw, which is surprising because Arkansas has a really good defense. Well, they did have a really good defense. So. I I tell you what, you better drink some Spark or Red Bull or whatever to watch this game. This this might be a five-hour contest. (laughs) It's going to be like a tennis match. Going yeah. back and forth. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be five hours, man, at, at the rate these teams play. Um, but you know, I, I think that the Matt Corral factor, the Snoop Connor factor, the Jerry Neely factor, the you know, the you know, s- some of the weapons that they have offensively, I just think is gonna overwhelm Tennessee. And I, I think that Ole Miss has a little bit more quality depth than Tennessee, and I think that's where the difference is going to lie. Uh Vinny. I've actually bought a little bit of stock into Tennessee this year. Um, it pained. It really, really, really did not bring me joy to say this on, on SEC after dark, but I, I, I do think that Josh Heupel was the right hire there, but uh, it's not going to be. So this week, I, I think it's going to be one of those high scoring games can be tight for a while, but I think Ole Miss is going to win this thing by a touchdown. And that's what, that's what the fan base needs because they're feeling good now after these past couple of weeks. And, and you know, I live outside of Knoxville and they're getting a little chesty and starting to, you know, <laughs> oh, so this, this so will kind of bring them back. So you down. live right outside Knoxville, so that explains a lot now too. And and I grew up on the Kentucky-Tennessee border. I grew up in Kentucky. And so you go to school with kids who are Tennessee fans. Some of your teachers like Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And maybe it has something to do with the fact that Tennessee beat Kentucky for 28 years straight. So that, that might be why I hate Tennessee. I went from age 7 to age 34 without seeing Kentucky beat Tennessee. So that that explains my, that's, that's brutal. my bitterness. That's that, rough. That is, that is, that is rough. Have so you, you said somebody about that? I, I might need to, man. I might need to go on the couch and have a session. <laughs> yeah, you, you got, you guys need to, uh, you guys need to chat afterward. Here, we got a therapy session, so that's, uh, that's believe in Georgia dogs after dark. Um, so, uh, but yeah, Ole Miss, Ole Miss is going to end that checkerboard madness uh, real quick, and Lane's going to get his last laugh. He loves trolling. All right, so let's go. Uh, our next two games are going to be. I got a bonus selection, but our next two games they're not officially members yet. But these are 
uh, SEC teams. Uh, Texas is hosting Oklahoma State. Texas is five-point favorites in this one. Um, Okie State's been playing a little bit of defense, which is kind of counterintuitive to what we know Oklahoma State is. So Texas, we know about Texas. They're just a they're just a roller coaster ride of a team. They have some great talent. They have a lot of great moments, but they really have yet to put together a full game. So Vinny, does Texas win and cover, or do you like the Cowboys? Does Texas win and cover? Absolutely not. And the Texas, when you think about it. Texas had basically that that Joe Burrow perfect year with Vince Young. What have they done since? What did they do before? I mean, you had Ricky Williams there back when he won the Heisman. They wasn't 11-1 and 12-0 even when they had Ricky. So they had that one magical season, and then we've been waiting for them to come back ever since. They get their hearts ripped out last week against Oklahoma, and you, you said it, Corey. When both of those teams come to the SEC – Israel, you can let them know. If you can't tackle each other over there, what y'all going to do over here week in and week out? But Oklahoma State rolls Texas because they're still reeling from the Red River deal. Gundy's going to go in there and, and carve them up. It's, it's, it's all Cowboys. All right, Israel. Mm-hmm. Where's this game being played at? Austin. Van Gundy got a haircut. Well, then they got good. So I'm taking I'm taking the Cowboys. <clears throat> yeah, I'm taking the Cowboys as well. They're they're playing some really good football right now in Texas. You don't know you don't really know what Texas team you're gonna get. I can't trust them, so I'm gonna take the Cowboys. Uh our our next matchup uh brings the Horn Frogs into Norman. Uh it, it kicks it kicks Spencer Rattler out to the transfer portal. Those are the rumors. Caleb Williams now leads this bunch. So this spread probably jumped from five and a half to thirteen and a half uh because of the change at quarterback. Oklahoma looks like a brand new team, a, a team that should be ranked in the top five uh versus what they've looked like uh, up until that point. You want to talk about a team that's limped uh through all of their games and just found that magic horseshoe. Uh it is uh it, it, it is Oklahoma, but they looked a lot better in the Red River shootout. The second half told you what kind of team there they could be under Caleb Williams. So Vinny, how do you see it? What you got? I think uh I'm gonna go with with what's the spread? The spread is 13 and a half in favor of Oklahoma. All right. I'm gonna go with uh TCU not to win, but they're gonna they're gonna keep it under the thirteen. Um, Gary Patterson's gonna, gonna you know he's a defensive guy as well. For as little defenses in that conference, he he does it the most consistently. So I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with the Horn Frogs. They're gonna confuse the young fella, give him some different looks. They kind of you know he did his thing and brought him back against Texas, but now you know they they had a week to look at him and and, and figure some stuff out on him. And so I'm gonna go with the Horn Frogs uh, to cover. They might I'm not saying win, but I'll say they'll lose by you know seven to ten. All right, Israel. Uh, they went on a thirty-eight to ten. Uh, scoring show in the second half in the Red River shootout. 38 to 10, they outscored Texas in the second half with a new quarterback. And now that Spencer Rattler's all upset in his feelings, 
Um, they have a new quarterback who has, like you said, rejuvenated this Oklahoma offense. Um, I'm taking Oklahoma in this one. Um, I think they, I think like Benny said, they're going to come out and play hard. And that second half, I think they'll be able to figure them out and they'll be able to uh, put up more points. All right. So you're saying TCU? No, I'm saying Oklahoma. Oh, you're saying OU? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I got I got confused in that explanation. I, I it kind of went here and there and everywhere. <laughs> it's like Roy Kent. If you guys have watched, uh, you guys have watched uh, Ted Lasso there. It's, it's like Roy Kent here, there, every effing where. All right, so I'm taking OU as well. Uh, you know, Alex Greenwich has done a really good job with this defense. I think make, they've been, they've been very opportunistic, uh, but the whole team has been kind of playing flat with Spencer Rattler. You saw a new life. You saw new juice there uh, with when they, when they changed the quarterback position, they played Kennedy Brooks Kemp comes back. He's finally playing well at the running back position. They've got a lot of things going in their favor. They were somehow five and zero oh, uh, going into that. Um, and they they really burst onto the scene against Texas. This is kind of their breakout game. I'm going to take OU. They're going to win by they're going to win this game by 17 points. I'm swimming upstream on this one. Hey, you you zig when we zagged. Um, you're you're not a boomer sooner like like we are. Um, our our last one. This one this one I'll probably zig and you guys will zag. But uh, and here I thought I was going to be the only one that picked Oklahoma, but uh, BYU. Uh, interesting team travels to Baylor. This is a future Big 12 matchup. Uh, six and a half point favorites. The Baylor Bears are under Dave Aranda. Vinny, are you buying the Bears or are you taking BYU on the road? I'm going to buy the Bears. That's, you know, Joe, Joe Brady leaving is a lot of reason what's wrong with LSU, but Aranda has left and look what he's done over there at Baylor. And, you know, we, we already see what's about to happen to Ed because those guys are gone. Um, but yeah, I'm going Aranda and the bears at home is it'll be a, a, a rude preview of things to come for BYU when they do step over to the big 12. All right. Israel. Yeah, after watching uh, BYU last week against Boise, um, I think the Bears are going to put a whooping on them. It's for the simple fact that uh, Bears are playing some really good football. They're playing some inspired football. They went, what, over last year, maybe won two games from last year, mm-hmm. I can't remember, to this year. I mean, what, their one loss, I think, they got. And after that one loss, I mean, they've been playing some really good football. So I'm taking the Bears all the way in this one. All right. Well, I am truly zagging. For some reason – I'm buying into BYU. I, I think they're playing incredible football. I, I think they're not playing like a G5 team. Um, I, I do think Baylor is still really learning how to be a, a consistent program. They've done really well over the last few weeks. They're they're red hot, but Kalani Sataki is 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 really kind of driven that culture at BYU and has really done a tremendous job there, getting those guys to play at a high level even after losing Zach Wilson. Uh, so I'm going to take BYU. At least if they don't win, I still think they cover. I think Baylor's Baylor's going to win this one by uh, by by a field goal if they win. If BYU doesn't outright win, so. Um, but uh, that's our that's our picks. So we'll we'll let you know how we all do. Oh, wait a minute. Um, we didn't pick the most important game of the weekend. I was saving that for last, and then I forgot about it. 
Uh, shame on me. Uh, Georgia comes in. Uh, they're 22 and a half point favorites um, versus Kentucky. Vinny, can the Cats cover this spread? I think I know what your answer is going to be. Absolutely. But, oh, all right. Absolutely. Okay. Well, we know why. Just rewind. Just hit rewind if you really want a detailed explanation uh, as to why you think they cover. Um, but uh, I, I think that the key, the key things for you, Vinny, uh, is are what? What are the key things? Why do they cover? Defensively, they they should be able to hold up. The, the teams are similar. Georgia has more talent, but they both want to run the ball at each other, play tough defense. Uh, it's just going to be uh, it's like that heavyweight fight, first one to kind of blink. Uh, I don't see the one running away and hiding from the other. They both have good, strong running games. Um, both can, can pass the ball. Georgia is smothering everybody, but – you know, you can get something to Wondell. You can hit a little slip screen to him or, or take a shot and hit something. You know, C-Rod can, can, you know, do his thing to keep the chains moving. And it's going to be – the clock's going to be moving too quick for anybody to run away with it. And I think both of them style of play will kind of keep it in rock fight mode. All right. Israel, is Georgia covered? I'm believing it. I think, I think Georgia covers – um, simply for the fact that we're going to do the exact opposite of what Vinny just said. We're going to just take it from them already. Um, I think that's what you have to do in order for, for us to even win the football game. You have to take Kentucky out of it from the jump, you know, keep your bell on them. And um, I think I think we end up covering. Yeah, I think the key to, to getting to, to getting free of the upset is to just jump on them early and 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 often. And I think that, I think that with the Georgia win, that's going to happen. I don't think Georgia's going to win any, any other way. Um, I mean, it could be close obviously, but yeah, I, I just think if this is going to be kind of like what this could be kind of like what that Auburn game was, you know, the, it's going to kind of play out in that, in that same fashion, because I, I think that, you know, once Georgia kind of gets rolling, they're a momentum based team this year. So once they kind of get rolling, they can, they can put up some points in bunches. And I think Kentucky, honestly, is going to have a hard time scoring. So uh, this defense is not a, it's not a good matchup. Um, it's not the best matchup uh, for Kentucky, even though they have some playmakers. And even though Vinny has convinced me that, uh, that there, there are some, the, you know, some of the woes were just, you know, a, a few miscues here and there. I've learned a lot more about Kentucky uh, in, in the last 45 minutes than I have uh, all season talking, talking to our man Vinny. Um, but I, I just think, at the end of the day, this defense, what Kentucky does really well, Georgia's defense does exceptionally well. And so they're going to have a hard time. And that's not a knock on Kentucky. It's just, I mean, it, it just is what it is at, at this point. So I think Georgia's going to cover. And until they don't, I'm going to continue to pick them. And look, to your point, we talked last year, I think, and you all knew this was kind of be the the Georgia team that you are about to have. You all, you all mm-hmm. saw – this coming. I can't mm-hmm. remember what you said, but it was like the next year is going to be really something else. You said it might drop a little bit the following year, something to that effect. You all knew what has happened mm-hmm. was about to happen when we were talking about this last jo- year. Georgia was wasn't going to lose a ton. They weren't going to yep. lose a ton of players. And and so, <laughs> you know, we, we knew that we knew there was going to be a few DBs that the secondary was going to be a tough, tough position to, to fill. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's playing out like I like I thought it would, even from looking at the long term scope from from last year. 
So Israel, man, the best defense since I mean, if the old timers are down there talking at Athens or mm-hmm. what you've seen for Georgia, this is the best defense since filling filling the blank. Man, this is the from my my time of watching Georgia from about two thousand one to two thousand five. I think this is the best defense I've seen since that group. Uh with uh Odell with um there's some uh Sean Jones, uh mentioned with all those guys, David Polly, all those guys. I mean Davis, you got Greg Blue. I mean, you got so many people that was on that team that contributed. This defense kind of reminds me of them. The difference in this defense now and then is that this defense is a little bit faster than they were. And that's scary. That defense will knock the hell out of you. They will. This defense will too. And they can catch you. That's that's they the scary part. Yeah. They can run you down. They can run, they can cover sideline to sideline. You know, um, I think that's the one leg up that this group has. Um, over that that uh, previous group is that defense. This defense right here can cover you sideline to sideline, and that's scary. Yeah, to to me to answer to to fill in that blank for me is O two. Like that defense was disgusting in O two. You mm-hmm. had Tim Jennings, you had Sean Jones, you had uh, Thomas Davis, David Pollock, Boss Bailey, Tony Gilbert. Uh, you had Kedrick Golston on the inside. Um, you know, you had uh, – it's just it, Chris Clemens at linebacker who played some in the NFL. I mean, you had NFL guys littering that defense. You know, Kedrick Golston played 12 years for the Redskins uh, before they, he retired before they became the, the Washington football team, but he played 12 years in the league as a defensive lineman. So, I mean, that's that's one of those guys. That's probably the one of the uh, the least known guys on that starting unit is Kedrick Golston, played 12 years in the league. So um, just an impressive group. I think this group is is better than that group because of what Israel said, the, the, t- the overall speed of the, of the defense. This group could go laterally, but Boss Bailey has done something that I, I, you rarely see. He could jump up over the line without touching anybody and block a field goal. Yeah. Like, you, you go, look, go look at – he did that. He blocked an extra point that way. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know how quickly that extra point ball gets up in the air. Yeah, he blocked he, it. He got up and blocked that one. <laughs> um, and one of my favorite Sean Jones plays was actually in the 03 season uh, up in Knoxville. They're up 14 nothing, getting ready to getting ready to punch it in and make it 21 nothing. Uh, and we get a fumble on, on the mm-hmm. on the goal line, and Sean Jones scoops it up, goes all the way, makes it 14-7. And then I think Georgia ended up winning that game like 41-14, something like that. Ended up ended up killing them. Thought being a being a Tennessee hater, you you would like to hear that story. Oh yeah. Never <laughs> Did you see the smile that came on his face when you said that? <laughs> oh, it was lighting up, man. He was like, oh, man, it's making me happy. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it, <laughs> uh, my favorite is uh, you know you guys know the. Uh, Oh, shoot. Anyway, it was the hobnail boot game with Larry Munson yeah. uh, when you came back. Is it Varon Hayes? Is that Ver- what Yeah, Varon Haynes. His Ron son Hayes. His son is actually a, a top recruit. Oh, wow. Okay. And yeah. I saw where, I mean, y'all, it's, it's who's who recruiting that's going to be there Saturday. It's just ridiculous. All yeah. the kids you guys got going to be there in between the hedges. But – um. My wife's brother at the time, well, he was living in Chattanooga. So me and my wife it went down there to see him and his wife just in the weekend. 
listen to it on the radio a little bit, get in there and turn on the TV just in time to see the play action, throw it mm. to Hayes there in the end zone. And this is still, you know, Kentucky's still in their huge losing streak to Tennessee. So uh-huh. anybody that beats Tennessee, I love you. So I was just running through his house, fired up. You'd have thought Kentucky had won the way I was running through the house. Oh my God, oh my God, Georgia came back and won. Yeah. And then I, I, w- I was at a homecoming dance because I was a senior in high school. I was at a homecoming dance. During that game, uh-huh. yeah. he's making his moves. Let's see. I was, I was making my moves, and <laughs> and uh, and apparently Veron Haynes was making his moves too. So, yeah, and, I, I I remember like catching glimpses of that. And then later, you get the audio because I mean, I didn't, I never listened to to uh, Georgia radio, but you hear the audio. I think Tennessee was playing it the following week because they were like, "Listen to the Georgia guy," and we just crushed their face with a hobnail boot. I was like, oh my God, he is this dude was clowning them on the air. I said, I love this dude. And that, so that's we, that's Larry I didn't know what a style. hobnail boot was. Yeah. I mean, we just crushed their face. I was like, yeah. It's like, that's my guy right here. <laughs> dude, you, you need to get in that you need to get in a Larry Munson wormhole and and just listen to all his calls, man. It's hilarious. <laughs> you, know, you talk about Homer radio, which that's how that's that's how that's how home team radio should be. Right. <laughs> that's how, that's how it should be. Like every, every school should have that. Yeah. They don't, they're doing it wrong. Like yeah, there, exactly. there, there should be no such thing as a, uh, as an impartial non-biased home team radio, mm-hmm. like Kentucky, <laughs> like Kentucky's dude should be crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what, what, what's the guy's name at Auburn? Like that guy goes nuts, man. Uh, the guy that just, the guy that just passed away. Oh, Rod, Rod Bramlett. Yeah. Rod Bramlett dude was outstanding. Yeah. Listen, listening to his kick six call is, was incredible. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to, they're not going to keep them off the field tonight. That's right. <laughs> listen to Larry Munson's call with the, uh, the 1980, the 1980 Florida game, the Lindsey Scott play. Mm-hmm. Man, is there gonna be some property destroyed tonight? <laughs> Twenty-six to twenty-four, dogs on top. That's where that segment came from. Yes, just to be able to do all that on the fly and tell you what's happening on the field and just paint the picture. If you're listening on your radio, you just just yeah. it's perfect, man. It's, you know. Yeah, I, I need to go back and listen to some of the some of the calls with Lorenzen. I'm sure he had some some zingers for for. Uh, Lorenzen. Yeah, yeah, it would have been it's Tom Leach. Yeah, Tom Leach would have been doing it. And Ralph Hacker. Yeah. Haywood Lefford did it for years. And then uh Ralph was a little kind of he kind of played it cool. Tom Leach will holler and scream a little bit. He'll kind of he'll kind of get into it a little bit more. So yeah. You know, well, well Vinny. We we uh we we're we're in overtime now. I'm sure Herbert's ready to go to ready to go to bed. But uh, we're we're uh we're we're gonna wrap this thing up right here, man. But um if if you're wondering, man, find us. Our information is scrolling down below. Find us on YouTube. Hit that bell notification. Subscribe. You can find us wherever you find all your podcasts, uh, including at Believe in Kentucky. Uh, we're gonna get the audio uh, of this. That'll be up. Uh, tomorrow and, and this weekend for your listening pleasure. Uh, it will it will stream right here on YouTube. Um, 
And then uh, we'll, we'll get this thing rolling, man. But uh, Vinny, it was, it was fun to have you, man. Uh, you know, I can't wait till basketball season. We, we'll, we'll get you back on here and we'll, we'll, we'll come over to y'all's place too. And, uh, and we'll make it a, we'll make it a nice little uh, home and home there for basketball season. So, um, but Vinny, any, any last words, any, anything you want to, anything you want to say before we wrap this thing? Man, I think we, we covered it all. You know, look, look, my bad for putting Herbert in overtime. If I was on here yakking too much, I apologize. Oh, it's all that. hey, it, it, it's all good, man. It's all good. I like it's always Herbert fun chopping it up with y'all, man. It, it's fun. You guys doing your thing over here. Uh, believe in dogs. We've been in these SC streets on Believe for a while. You're mm-hmm. doing your thing on the other podcast, uh, SEC After Dark, and Israel bringing his insights and experience from the field. <laughs> man, you guys got a good thing going, and uh. Yo, Dog Nation is proud to have y'all, man, to be able to get the content each and every week, man. Absolutely. And, you know, like I said, like I've always said, you're, you're one of the best in the business. You were one of, you were one of our first guests or one of my first guests, I should say, before Israel jumped on. But uh, I, I think I remember I had you and I had Chad Glore on. Those were my first two guests uh, mm-hmm. for, for this show. So that was a lot of fun uh, yeah. to, just to see kind of where it's started. And, you know, it was you and me and Matt Perkins. Uh, in, in that, in one of those, one of our early episodes and to Absolutely. see where it, like it, it turned into like, I couldn't quite get my mic calibrated. And now we got a PTI we got set. graphics. We got Believe graphics. Yep. We got a, pro- we got a producer, somebody who is behind the scenes, like yeah, in your ear before the show, man, big time yeah. stuff. Y'all just blowing up, Absolutely. man. Hats off to Herbert and, uh, and Courtney Vargas here at Brinks TV. So that's going to do it for us. Israel, y'all better make the playoffs. Um, but, uh, we are the believe yes, in Georgia dogs podcast. Uh, we have, uh, we have joined forces with the believe in Kentucky podcast. You can find us anywhere you find your podcast you find us right here on youtube as well Uh, we thank you for listening however you listen make sure you subscribe leave a comment leave a review let us know how we're doing and of course spread the good word about our podcast not just to believe in georgia dogs but uh, if you're interested in, in broadening your horizons georgia fans check out believe in kentucky it's a it's it's a great show we do we do it right here on the believe networks so uh for israel and our guest Vinny hardy i'm Corey burton we hope you have a great rest of your week we hope you have a great friday and an even better weekend and of course i can't leave without saying it go dogs go dogs this is the georgia dogs podcast on the believe podcast network thank you for listening to believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.